welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. Good evening. Welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. Welcome. <laughs> Is it the new moon? Did you figure that out? Is it? Yes, it's today. Hmm. I haven't done anything creative. Um, I refilled my moon water. That was about- That's a good idea. I should chug the rest of mine and then go. Yeah. <laughs> charge them in the creative new moon energy tonight i know i know i should probably put some crystals out too that'd be a good idea yeah how's it been going oh you know just you know battling the the rona or, and all the sicknesses in my house if y'all um follow us on social media oh, excuse me i'm yawning <gasps> my goodness Oh, um, Christina posted last week that we had to postpone recording because I was under the weather, aka that day I felt like somebody had taken a baseball bat to my body out of nowhere, <laughs> and uh, my son had tested positive for COVID not long before that, and my husband was sick, and then my baby got the sickness this past weekend, so it's been like, I feel like a month of just... <laughs> runny noses and illness so and I still am not 100% but we're you know making it work yeah bless your heart it's been such mm-hmm. a months. yeah I'm just ready um, to be done with all the illness <laughs> yeah <laughs> I bet jeez yeah so what what's going on at the the old Casa de Christina today. <laughs> Not a whole lot. I just, um, I worked on my booking software a little bit more. Um, tweaking my website a little bit. Um, did uh, one quick Reiki session this morning. Um, it was good. Did you figure out what the buzzing is in your room tonight? Uh, we think it's the radiators, but we're not really sure because we can't really figure out where it's coming from. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I know. I don't know why. It's very odd that that happened right before we started talking about this episode. Of course it did. <laughs> we're talking about uh, stories of high strangeness today, guys. And explain that to me. So, uh, high, Please. St- <laughs> high strangeness was a term that they used back in the 60s to refer to uh, UFO contactees that also experienced additional type of phenomena that wasn't specific to aliens. So, people would see UFOs and report them and then randomly they started having Mothman sightings or they would experience Bigfoot or they would see 
what they termed a spaceman, like floating in the air, like weird stuff. Um, but it wasn't specific to just UFO uh, related weirdness. It kind of spanned all these different spectrums. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So like the Point Pleasant uh, Mothman incidents um, were preceded by this flurry of UFO uh, sightings in the year prior um, and leading up to, from my understanding. So that's, um, from my understanding, uh, an example of high strangeness. Hellier, what's going on in, in Kentucky and the Appalachian Mountains right now, um, where people are seeing all these UFO sightings, but they're also having experiences where they're seeing goblins or what they can only describe as goblins. Um, people are reporting seeing Bigfoot up in the hills. Um, so just really weird stuff that kind of seems to go in all these different categories. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I feel like I'm lagging. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is just not all here tonight, but this is why you're running with this one and not me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to be reading reading some stories from The Mothman Prophecies, mm-hmm. uh, another book um, from Strange Creatures from Time and Space, and The Inhumanoids that we're going to read from tonight. Nice. Um, my um, IA today, I, for those that you'll know, it's Instructional Assistant. I just call her my IA because it's just easier to say. Um, she hasn't listened to any of the episodes yet, but she we're talking today and she's like, are you into like Bigfoot and stuff? I was like, girl, we did a whole episode on like cryptids. And she, she started like, you know, what about like the Loch Ness Monster? I was like, we did a whole episode on that. She was just stoked at like, I was telling her all the things we've been talking about and she's interested in all of them. She's excited to start listening, but she would, you know, bring up something. I'm like, well, as a matter of fact, we've talked about that too. <laughs> we talk <laughs> about like so many things, you know, we really have covered yeah. a lot of in a year. I know. That's so awesome that you've been mm-hmm. an instructional assistant that loves the paranormal too. I think that's so cool. I was telling her about Hellier today and trying to tell her. I was like, and when I was explaining it, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to butcher it. Like either watch the documentary or listen to our podcast episodes on it because there's, it's too much to just try to tell somebody in like two minutes. Yeah. It's just, there's so many different aspects to it. Ugh. I love it. Every time I watch Hellier, I don't know if you're like this. I mean, not that I watch it constantly, but each time I go back to it, I realize something different from it that I didn't realize before. Right. Yeah. I've picked up on a lot, like my second round watching it. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse my, uh, <clears throat> my puberty voice over here. My Lord. Great <laughs> hey. <laughs> like those videos for Mary Uh, we have to get all the gas (laughs) (laughs) I love it I can't believe you hadn't seen the renaissance eyes until last night (laughs) y'all Missy sent me the most ridiculous tiktok of I had never seen it before but it's of all these renaissance paintings but the eyes are cut out and it's Missy's eyes (laughs) and she has some of the best faraway stares, whether it be a glare, a stare, or a look. But it's like the music that goes along with it. They have Renaissance mouth now, too. I tried that one tonight. It was not near as funny. So I was like, no, I'm not doing this. 
I need to do that. <laughs> and they're funny. They're good. Y'all, I have something I absolutely have to share with you guys. Anybody who knows me knows that I love my books and I love to read, but I'm definitely a sucker for a good ghost story mixed with some romance. Recently, I started reading the book Atticus by Leslie Fear, and y'all, I am so hooked. I have been reading this book while I'm waiting at stoplights. It is that juicy, y'all. Leslie also has other paranormal romance novels like Graveyard Watchmen, Easy Fix, and more. So if you're a fan of paranormal romance novels like me, definitely check out Atticus by Leslie Fear and all of her novels. I personally cannot wait to dive into more of her work. So definitely check out Leslie's book Atticus on Amazon and all of her work. You do not want to miss out on these juicy, juicy novels, y'all. <laughs> Oh, hello again. Hello. Guys, I'm going to just forewarn everybody. Um, I was telling Missy this before we started the recording, but this weird buzzing noise started in our house about like 10 minutes <laughs> before uh, we started recording. My husband and I have searched this house. We cannot figure out where it's coming from. Um, but as I was getting ready to invite Missy to this portion of the recording, it started like getting really loud in here again. So if you guys hear it, I'm chalking it up to spirit. And <laughs> I just hope that it's not super bothersome to y'all. It better not affect our recording as far as like everything better record and it all better be there. I know. I Erica know. today goes, have you ever talked about Skinwalker Ranch? I was like, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Bad subject to bring up. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. Yeah, it started I was like for god's sakes because if from what I've read in these books during times of high strangeness apparently one of the like telltale signs of that is either a like you know the sound that it makes when you're in between like tuning radio stations right it'll make that sound or they there's a sound of like beeping or radio static mm. uh-huh right I, I, <laughs> <laughs> All right, diving right in, guys. So the first story that I've got comes from The Mothman Prophecies by John Keel. <clears throat> so in March of 1966, <laughs> a shapely housewife... <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> I'm shapely. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> That's how uh, John Keel referred to a lot of women in this book. Rude. I know. Um, a shapely housewife whom I will call Mrs. Kelly because she asked that her name be withheld, was waiting in her car for her children near the Point Pleasant School when she saw an unbelievable apparition low in the sky. It looked like a glistening metal disc and was hovering directly above the playground. A door-like aperture was open at its rim, and there was a man standing slightly outside of the disc. He was not standing in the doorway. He was standing outside the object in midair. He wore a silvery, skin-tight suit, and he had very long, silvery hair, she said. He was looking down at the schoolyard intently. She watched him for a long moment until her children bounded up to the car. When she looked again, a man and the, the man and the object were gone. Mm. Mm -hmm. She decided not to tell anyone about this strange vision, attaching religious significance to it, thinking that she had seen an angel. 
That summer, Mrs. Mary Heyer was driving along the Ohio side of the river when she too saw a sudden glint in the sky that attracted her attention. She said, at first, I thought it was a plane. Then when I got a better look at it, it was perfectly round. It was there and then it was gone. So weirdly, these two ladies saw, you know, this spaceman and UFO in like the same area of Point Pleasant. Hmm. The next one is still comes from uh, Mothman, um, but this says in May 20th of 1967, uh, Steve Michalak was out prospecting near Falcon Lake in Manitoba, Canada, when he saw a large circular land object, he said. He made his way to it, and he said it seemed to be made of a glittering metal like stainless steel. He approached it and thought that he could hear voices mumbling inside. He called out, but he received no answer. Instead, the object spewed out some kind of gas or flame, which caught him full in the chest and sent him reeling backwards as it took off. Both- Sorry. Shout out gas. I'm five years old. Excuse me, continue. <clears throat> I know the UFO was gassy. <laughs> I've been on too much TikTok tonight. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he said uh, both his shirt and the skin underneath were burnt. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let me compose myself. I'm so tired, y'all. Okay. Sorry. <clears throat> Continue. <laughs> he said both his shirt and the skin underneath were burned with an odd checkerboard pattern. <laughs> Mr. Michelak became extremely ill, suffering a week of blackouts. <laughs> you are beside yourself. That's how you know I'm tired. I can't stop laughing. <clears throat> suffering a week's worth of blackouts, nausea, headaches, and a oh, weight loss of 22 pounds. Oh. <laughs> it took him many weeks to return to normal, but then on September the 21st, 1967, 124 days after the initial encounter, the burns on his chest suddenly returned and his body began to swell again. Oh. He was hospitalized and again he returned to normal, but the malady returned every 109 to 124 days. In August of 1968, after a year of recurring illness, he visited the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota at his own expense. Doctors there told him that he had been treating, that they had also been treating other UFO victims from California who suffer from the same injuries. His problems stemmed from what they called a foreign substance in his body, but that foreign substance, he is not sure exactly what it was. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Our next story has nothing to do with gas. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully I can compose myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The next one comes from, uh, Strange Creatures from Time and Space. This was also by John Keel. It's the same guy that investigated Mothman. Um, interestingly, in the uh, page adjacent to this, it talks about how uh, one of the key sounds that people hear during uh, times of UFO sightings, cryptid sightings, or high strangeness is sounds of beeping, a woman screaming, oh. a whistling scream, a child oh. or baby crying, or a gurgling or blubbering. 
sometimes refer not a blubbering. I <laughs> <laughs> refer to sometimes as a chirping. Oh, that gave me total hell your vibes when I saw that. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So it says here on September the nineteenth, nineteen sixty-three, four children playing behind a school in. Uh, Saskatchewan, Canada reported seeing an oval-shaped light descend from the sky after circling overhead. The children described a quote-unquote box seemed to fall from the object and hover a few feet away. The children cautiously approached it and were startled when a man stood up, appearing suddenly from the box. After that, we didn't see a box anymore, Brian Whitehead, 11, later told investigators. The children estimated that the man was about 10 feet tall, dressed in clothes like a monk's clothes, they said, that were white like a crayon. Sometimes I could see right through him, Brian said. The man made a moaning sound, held out his hands, and then began floating towards the youngsters. They ran in terror. One of the girls in the group actually became so hysterical that she had to be hospitalized. Their parents and the local police were impressed, uh, by the genuine fright that all of the children had UFO lights and sightings began uh, being spotted in the district soon after. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I know I got this like weird mental image when I read that of like he glided towards them. It wasn't like he walked like he glided like he was on a skateboard or something. It reminded me of that story of the giggling man in the closet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. I know. Yuck. Ugh. All right. Let's see. The next one I've got. So this one comes from uh, the Inhumanoids. Um, this was by Barton Nunley. It is just like a book basically compiled of all these really random sightings and uh stories from people you know true stories that they say where they encountered entities or beings that were like cryptid of nature so this one says on friday january the 16th 2004 at 3 15 a.m police officer leonardo sem mm, excuse you <laughs> leonardo s yes while on duty in Monterey, Mexico, was driving along when he noticed a peculiar figure hovering in a nearby tree, he said. The figure floated down, but stopped a short distance above the ground, not touching it, he said. When the officer approached, he said he thought he saw a woman. She was wearing what appeared to be a black costume of sort, (laughs) complete with a black cape. She didn't like the patrol car's headlights at all. The patrolman said it was a woman. She was dressed in all black that fell from the tree, but she didn't touch the ground. Her feet hovered, just remaining floatly several feet from above the ground. I saw her very well, and she landed very softly. She stood there looking at me for a while. She was trying to cover her face also from the headlights of my car. I think they were bothering her. I could see two big black eyes on her. But they were completely black. She didn't have eyelids. Mm. No whites to her. Mm -hmm. Goodness. Her skin was a dark brown. She was dressed in all black, almost like with a cloak or a cape, like a witch. 
She seemed very upset by the lights, he said. Suddenly, the mysterious woman leapt onto the hood of his car and began clawing at the windshield, trying to get at the badly frightened officer. He threw the car in reverse and stomped on the gas, frantically calling for help on his radio. But the witch clung onto the hood, flinging herself at the windshield over and over. Oh, God. Yeah. The officer later said, as soon as I realized that it was kind of like this woman or being or witch, I'm not really sure what. This very strange thing was standing there trying to cover her face. She suddenly threw herself up against my car, falling on the car and hitting on the windshield, repeatedly flinging herself against it. She was flying very fast and it took only a second to hit the windshield glass. I was so shocked by this action that all I could do was throw my car into reverse and mash on the accelerator. But I was astonished that she didn't move. All I could tell was that it was a woman, that she didn't have any eyelids, and there was no whites to her eyes. Finally, when I made contact with the tree directly behind my car, when I looked back up, she was gone. Mm. uh, When the Mexican police arrived on the scene only a few minutes later, they found the officer still unconscious but unharmed. There was no signs of the attacker. <clears throat> he spent the rest of the day in the local hospital having his psychological eval where all of his tests came back uh, normal. Did you just read like a giant chunk of that twice or did I have a seizure? No, I read it, but it was like he explained it twice. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm stroking out over here. Like what's happening? I was like, God. No, I thought was, hot here. when I was reading it, I was like, why did he explain that twice? <laughs> Uh, did I miss something? Okay. You did not have a stroke. Mm, thank goodness. Okay. All right. So the next story, still from the Inhumanoids. It says, in late January 1972, in Bellsbury, California, four bewildered teenage boys on their way to Battle Creek for a late night fishing trip experienced something very peculiar. As they neared their destination, they started to see brightly covered aerial objects swooping down over their car. They said they pulled over to the side of the road and parked near a Battle Creek bridge, having no idea that things were about to get really weird. Once outside the vehicle, they heard a noise coming from the brush. 16-year-old John uh, Yearies described what happened next. We heard a blood-curdling scream. I threw a light over to the brush, and there was this weird thing. The thing was later described as being about seven feet tall, hunched over dark brown or green in color with large teardrop shaped ears and lumps all over its body, like pouches in a flight suit. They said, yeah, when the light hit it, the beast turned and fled. They said, I was wondering what it was. Daryl rich 16 later said, and at the same time I was turning to get, get the heck out of there. On reaching the car, they found, much to their collective horror, that it wouldn't start. Petrified but undaunted in their desire to flee, they gave up their trip and decided to push the car down the road until the engine turned over, thus making their escape. But the incident wasn't over yet. They said that they all immediately had this feeling wash over them, like they were being followed or watched. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And guys, for those of you who... Like, don't do this work. And Missy can tell you the same. Like, when there's certain types of spirits present, 
you will get this overwhelming feeling like you're being watched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they said that, let's see, sorry. I lost my place. <laughs> um, it said, uh, but the incident wasn't over. They began immediately feeling like they were being watched. And they also felt like, uh, like this overwhelming fear of dread come over them. They said, suddenly it sounded like a bunch of firecrackers were going off. Um, their ears started popping. Mm, the popping of the ears. Yeah. One <clears throat> youth said that he saw as well what looked like uh, aerial objects began um, hovering down closer to the car when the, like all of this craziness was happening. He said several fiery objects in a variety of color- colors were suddenly seen flying erratically above the fields on either side of the road next to the vehicle. Two of the objects joined together in the sky and became one. Another shot straight up and disappeared. The other one, they said, took on the appearance of a glowing human figure standing beside the road at the intersection of the two roads that they were coming towards. Terrified by their ordeal, the carload of teenagers finally were able to turn over the engine jumped in and sped towards Daryl's house where they told their incredible story to Daryl's father. Mr. Dean was a very rational man. He later said that he was very impressed upon how terrified all of the youngsters seemed to be. These were good kids and they didn't ever really bend the truth. There was a sudden motion the, the youngsters said that came from the darkened trees, followed by an unearthly howl that sent shivers down everyone's spine. Rich later said it sounded like a really deep growl almost. Ew. Yeah. Paired by this really weird type of pitch and sensation, my whole body began to tingle. The unnerving growling continued as they reached the car, where everyone agreed whatever it was wanted them to leave. The carload of shaken witnesses drove straight to the Anderson County Police Station, where they, for a second time that night, told their incredible story. The police searched the area soon afterwards, but found nothing. However, the officers doubted that the incident was a hoax. One officer commented the group seemed completely sincere and that they were terrified. Daryl Rich later pondered, I wonder if we saw something that didn't happen. Mm. Many of the the children later reported having mysterious illnesses, but they couldn't. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's like the um the BEK after you know you see that you uh, like all of a sudden have cancer or something. Ugh. Yes, yes. Nope. No, thank you. I know. All right. Last what one. you drinking? What you drinking over there? Oh girl, it's my margarita. In, in what? The- you getting crunk again? I know. <laughs> I know. Are you drinking anything over there? I'm not. I wanted to have some wine, but I had a little bit of wine two nights ago and it like kicked my cold or whatever kind of back into gear. So I'm trying not to have any like wine for a few days or anything and see if I can let my body heal from the Rona or whatever. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah. Lame. I know. (laughs) All right. All right. Last story. 
three young witnesses encountered an exceedingly strange, strange human-like animal while investigating a series of old abandoned mine shafts in Sonoma, California, one day in 1950. Did you say mine shaft? Mine shaft, yes. Mm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of their explorations, the trio of brave adventurers smelled what they could only describe what sound, uh, smelled like cigarette smoke wafting down the tunnel and they set off to investigate the possible cause. They thought maybe there was an underground fire. They soon found it was much, much more. They're standing beside the small fire that they came across uh, was a large foul looking boar like beast with human features and hands. As the boys stood looking in shock, transfixed by what they were seeing, the creature charged at the youths without warning, leaving one of them with a large, deep wound on his side. Mm. Uh-huh. As you might imagine, there is nothing like being charged at by an evil-looking, unknown creature to galvanize uh, one into immediate action. And the three undoubtedly set new land speed records as they fled towards <laughs> the mines. <laughs> she's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Sorry. Uh, what it was exactly, uh, the children never were able to figure out. That remains a mystery. Interestingly, the legends of certain tribes in Brazil speak of a giant hair-covered inhumanoid cannibal with tusks and a face of a boar that they call Ayuyana. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. Who rips apart and eats any unfortunate traveler who happens by bones and all. Ah, uh, barf. Mm-hmm. I know. So it's weird. It's like it's like the phenomena will adjust itself to different cultural beliefs. Mm-hmm. Because kids weren't tied to that, you know, legend at all. Right. It's very strange. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oh. I think my favorite of all of the weirdness probably was when um like this is just a random story from mothman but they talked about how many of the people that either were involved in the silver bridge collapse or had ufo sightings prior to had heard issues with missing time right before they would see like mothman right one of them said that she went to bed and she had a newborn baby. So she went to bed on a Friday night. She woke up what she thought was the next day. And it was Sunday. And the baby was fine. Still in its crib. Like it would have been. Yeah. No. See that would just. I couldn't. My mind couldn't handle it. Mm-mm. I mean I still can't handle what happened to Matthews. And our tiny slip. But I can't imagine involving like a child. A baby. No. I would just be a mess. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Mm-mm. Yeah. I can still remember your face when we got yeah. I Listen, I was just in shock. I'm like, what? How? I was trying to find a rational explanation. And I kept going back and forth in my head about what could have happened. But it didn't make sense at all. <laughs> None of it. I know. Well, these were my stories. These were good. Thanks. Thanks for doing all the work because I sure did nothing. <laughs> oh, you did the last couple of weeks. 
that was Listen, so helpful. Like I said, I got I had to pull a little a little weight. I had to pull a little a little of my own on the podcast for once, being that it doesn't happen very often, but stop it. That's all right. We're going to try to get together on Saturday and re-record Hollywood Cemetery, right? I know. Yeah. Hopefully we can get it. Oh, Lord, I hope so. I don't even want to like jinx it and talk about it too much, but. I know. I know. Still devastated about that one. We lost like 40 some minutes of of good, of good content. Like. Oh, good. I hope I mean, that we remember how to retell it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Like, it's not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. But nobody will know because they didn't. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Um, nobody heard it. So they won't know that, you know, I know. it was, you know, any different. I know. Yeah. Ugh. Well, y'all. Yes. Find us on TikTok. Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, uh, and email us <laughs> the ghosties uh, podcast at gmail.com. Send us your stories. We are going to be due for a ghost share soon, and they don't have to be ghost stories. They can be just UFO or weirdness or just slips in time and space, like whatever. We'll take it. Yes. Yes. Anything. Yes. So. All right, bye. Okay, bye.